divine lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akiva, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome to Conversations with the Royal Empress. I am Dr. Hakima and joining me is my sister, from another mother, and my co-host, Akia. Now, we are bringing back one of our former guests. So today, we are joined by our guest and co-host for the day, Dr. Lauren Meeks, author of Confessions of a Melodated Queen. You all remember her. She was one of our former guests. And we are bringing her back to join us on our conversation with our current topic. And that topic is, what does it mean to be a helpmeet in a relationship? And how does it bring about success? Oh, I'm glad to be back. Hello. I'm glad hey, Lauren. back, but this time you co-hosting <laughs> with us, girl. Oh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's always a pleasure. It's a uh, Royal Empress meets Melanated Queen, right? Oh. <laughs> I love right. it. Right, right. I Two love that. Point in today, the, right. the, the oh. conversation with the Royal Empress meets yeah. Melanated Queen. That's right. I'm two excited. podcasts, two podcasts creators coming together, right? That's I right. love it. That's called Black Girl Power. That's what it's called. We don't compete. We come together and we uplift one another. That's what, that's what it's all about. What a help meet should be about. Collaborate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, folks be competing in their relationships. I don't yeah. understand that one. We're supposed, we supposed to be helping one another, uplifting one another, not competing. Right. Right. Absolutely. So they don't collaborate. You know, well, uh, Miss Lauren, you've been married for quite a while. I have. I have been married in June. It will make 11 years. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. 11 years. So, yeah, I have been with my husband 12 years. We married fairly quickly. <laughs> so we were, <laughs> I wasn't playing, were you? Yeah, we dated for a year and we married. So um, it's, it's approaching 11 years now. And you say that you've been a great help me? I mean, there were times when I have, and there were times when I think mentally I was not, uh, you know, um, it has been a process and, and I think it all, it depends on how we define that, you know, it, it, it goes both ways. I think that we have transitioned in our society where it's, it's very different than what our mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers, um, what, what, what marriage was like for them. It's very different now. So I, I think that I've had to learn, and I talked about this in that book too, I've had to learn what does, 
what does being a help me mean to me and for my relationship? Because I modeled the first few years of my marriage from my parents, um, which was interesting because that was my example of what marriage should be. And then I had to realize that he is not my father and I'm not my mother. And so what do we have was the question. And it took a few years to figure that out. And we're still working on it. I mean, it's only 11 years. We want to see 40, 50, 60 years. But, you know, it's, it's in, the, in this first decade, it's been a lot of who are we and what are we meant to do together and, and, and respecting the fact that it's very different to what my parents had and what my grandparents had or whoever, you know. So overall, I've tried to be that, but you have to figure out what that means first. And that's been interesting. That's the journey. That's the story. <laughs> what does it mean? Now, Hakima, you've been married 20 plus. Yeah, 23, going on 24 years. And um, it's something that my husband always say. We're not married yet. We're, we're striving to be married. So meaning that you always working to improve your marriage because the moment you figure you got something or you arrive you start taking people for granted you start taking a relationship for granted it loses value because in your mind oh i got this and so you start making mistakes you start making errors and then you start feeling like you don't need to improve on something and so that's our philosophy is we don't have this master yet we're we're working towards perfection now once we get you know, 50, 60 years marriage, then maybe we can say we're married. But at this point, we're striving because even when we make four or five steps forward, sometimes we go back a step. And in and, and marriage, you're constantly working towards perfection, but you're constantly working towards both people growing together. And sometimes you don't always do that. Sometimes one is growing while the other one is not. And that can create a lot of conflict. But you have to understand that you don't always grow together. Sometimes one has to be that leader spiritually where they grow in a certain way. And once they get there, they can be like, okay, now let me, let me show my partner or let me pull my partner along. And when we walk together and they can see where, where, I'm, where I'm at and understand why I had to go through that journey. I yeah. think that's a really healthy way to look at things too, though, because I, I, a lot of people, they get the ring, they have the ceremony and that's the first thing is that I made it. I'm, we, I was married now, like <laughs> Miss Sophia said, not Miss Sophia, Miss, um, Sugar Avery. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I married married now. Now. <laughs> I, I married now, but it's it's you're right. It's it's a journey, and I I never thought about it like that. But to 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 say that okay, we're not quite there. We're we're trying to make it there. You're right because people throw in the towel over every little argument, and that's not a marriage. Oh, I did that for the first five years. I mean, I was every time we got to an argument, I'm going back home. And so my mother, I would call my mom and be like, I want to come home. My mom would be like, you know what? I need you to grow up. She's like, he hitting you? I'm like, no. Uh, is he is he cheating on you? I'm like, no. He said this and I'm mad. My mother said, I need you to grow up. She said, first you need to stop doing it. Stop comparing him to your daddy because he's not your daddy. She said, tell me his faults. And then my mom said, okay. That's it? I'm waiting for you to list some more items. I said, no, this is it. She said, well, if I was to roll down, all right down and read all your, your dad's faults, you would blow your mind. She said, stop, stop comparing a 20-some-year-old man to a 40-some-year-old man. You can't do that. That's unfair to him. He's not your father. You're looking at your father from a child's eyes. Even though you're a grown woman, 
in your mind, your dad is perfect and he's not perfect. So you need to get that perfection out your mind and stop trying to look at your husband as if he should be perfect. Start working on yourself. That's what you need to do. And my mother hung up on me. (laughs) I was hurt. I was so hurt. But every time I think about it, I thank my mother for that because she could have been like many mothers. Baby, come on home. I'm side with you. But she had to take that neutral point of view and say, my job as as your mother is not to to side with you, but to guide you and advise you and to definitely check you when you're wrong. And and when my mother told me that, stop comparing your husband to to your father, that just, that woke me up. And I said, man, I am doing that. Like, and I was always saying, you ain't my daddy. No, he's not my daddy. He's my husband. So I need to start looking at him in the proper context. So I, I'm so grateful for my mother for not siding with me or even babying me and say, baby, come on home. Cause I wouldn't be married for 23 years right now if she would have done that. So the most important thing in any, any relationship or marriage, in order for it to really last, you got to have people in your corner that are for the success of your marriage, not about taking sides because there's nowhere in the world that you could be 100% right all the time. Sometimes your family got to tell you, you're wrong. And they need to say, your spouse is, your spouse is right. You're wrong. And we're not going to take sides with you just because you're family. I don't be, I don't be wrong. Oh. <laughs> you ain't never wrong. I can say honestly that I, I did not have that. My mother and father but especially my mother were the exact opposite to this day they will still say to me you still got a bedroom up there you still got a bedroom up there and she's very <laughs> serious about it and what's interesting is that the the first few years of my marriage the first well the first year and a half we lived out of state and so we did not live together before we married in fact we married and then i actually moved in together until three weeks later because he was in the military he had to go back to great lakes do some more training and then we hopped on the u-haul and drove to virginia and started our marriage now he knew i couldn't just get in the car and just go home whenever i wanted to i mean i could have but what's the likelihood that you know it's not so easy to go down the street and go vent to your parents when they're 900 miles away so you know it it was difficult but i'm glad we were 900 miles away from home because i would have been the person every time we had an argument i'm right back at their house i'm talking to them and and we would not have been together today and so that's something that i couldn't see now a lot of times when a woman especially a young woman is in a relationship and the spouse is moving them away the family is very protective like okay well was he trying to beat on you is he gonna be abusive because you know, he's separating you and the case for us at the time i didn't see it but it, it was it was important that we did that because I went from my parents' home to my husband's home. I never had my own home. So I was always under somebody's leadership some kind of way. So it, it, it was important that we had that time, you know, for that 90, how long was it? It was, it was 18 months. And we were gone for a year and a half in Virginia before I came back here. And then we lived apart another, nearly another year and a half. And it was it was very important that we had that moment just to be alone in a way because otherwise I would have been right under them. Mm. And I'm just now in the last few years realizing that I'm not I'm, I'm their child, but I'm not their child. You know, it is it, it took a long time because these are the people who I trusted for the first 25 years of my life. I got married at 25, and now I don't report to you. I don't just listen mm. to you. you have somebody else I'm responsible for who's responsible for me. So had we not had that, 
we would have been in trouble. I didn't like it at the time because I left my career. You know, I quit my good job and moved <laughs> with somebody, and I didn't even know what type of money he had, to be honest with you. I mean, that was young love. <laughs> but that's young love, ain't it? That's young love. I wasn't even sure what he had. But, you know, we, want, we knew we wanted to be together, but I would have been running home because they did say, come home whenever you're ready. Mm. You don't have to be in no situation you're unhappy with. That was the advice I got. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting listening to you guys because at 25, the furthest thing away from my mind was marriage (laughs) because I was career oriented, period, and just wasn't going to happen. And and it's funny because there was a guy that, that, um, that I really was interested in and I really liked him and he wanted to get married. He wanted a wife, but I'm like, uh... I plan to do this on TV and do this. And he told me, I don't want no wife that has to travel and has to do this. We broke up because my thought was that he wants a housewife. He wants somebody who's going to stay here with him. And I think as we're talking about a help meet, you know, it is, I think it is kind of defined on a case by case basis. You know, what, what is it? How do you help that person meet what they need to meet in life? And so if there is a man who desires that woman to be at home to just, you know, whatever, and that's not who you are, then how can you be the help meet to him that he needs to be if that's not what you do? Ooh. Or if he's somebody who he wants a woman who has ambition and who is actually in a position to help him to grow in what he's doing. Well, then he can't have somebody who has no kind of, any kind of savvy, I would say, to even understand what it is that he's doing. Then how can she really be a help me? It's like, so I think one of the things that we don't do is that we don't really look at what it is that people need And what is it that you need to help them to reach? And are you really qualified to do it? Did you just say that? (laughs) Can you you expound on that? Damn, that was heavy. Are you qualified to help? Are you qualified to do it? If you have a man who says, okay, you know what, baby, you can stay at home. I'll take care of you. I have this business that I'm building and I can run, but you can't help him to build. What do you, what do you, what, how do you help him meet what he needs? Sure, you can cook. <laughs> you know, you can clean the crock in the kitchen, huh? <laughs> but can you, can you, can you do some bookkeeping? Can you set up business meetings for him? Can you help drum up business for him? I mean, so it, it's like, I don't get it. And, and it reminds me of when we were at the retreat, when we went to the organic farm. I was Ms. just going to say that. <laughs> That's right. They <laughs> were the epitome to me. Ooh. What did she tell us? She said, I am not a farmer. <laughs> she made that clear. My husband does. This is my husband's farm. This is what he does. She says, but he don't know nothing about no bookkeeping. <laughs> That's right. She did. He don't know nothing. She was probably his biggest salesperson. 
She made me fall in love with the farm. Yes, I fell in love with her and the farm. Exactly. And her cooking, too. <laughs> right. But I'm sure she cooks and she cleans and she does all and she hosts and she does all those beautiful things, helped him raise his babies and all of that. Yeah. But he can rest assured that the business that he had, if something happened to him tomorrow, that business would not fall apart. Ooh, teach on that, because that woman, man, remarkable woman. And, and so I'm saying that, you know, when we talk about that, what do you do? We see people nowadays, and the, the wife is there, you know, maybe she's at home and she's doing all these things, and the man is so happy and blah, blah, blah. And then something happens to him. And then the community got to come in and take care of the wife and his family. Mm. Yeah, because he ain't had no life insurance. <laughs> Not even just life insurance. If he had a, if he had a business, why oh, doesn't yeah. he know enough? To keep it running. To keep it running. Mm. She's, she's just been there for show. Or just not really understanding, like like you said, wasn't really qualified. Maybe the man didn't trust her enough to bring her in, or maybe he was just being selfish. And this is my goal, and my marriage is separate from me. Can I? I want to. I want to uh, read the definition of helpmate, and it is defined as a helpful companion or partner, especially one's husband or wife. Or you talk about it falls in line with what you were saying, Akila. A companion or partner, a partner like you know, you have partners in a business, and and a lot of people understand one of the successful keys to a marriage is understanding it's an institution. You have to apply business like skills to a marriage. Um, a partner, I mean, man, that's somebody that is going to work hand in hand to help you achieve your goals. So I, I think that when you were speaking on that, Akita, you touched right on the definition of of help, help me. Um, so, you know, just to help people out, the synonyms for what a helpmate is, a companion, a partner, an assistant. So sometimes you got to take a, a, a you got to take an assistant role to help your partner be successful. You can't be running every damn thing. Sometimes sisters be trying to run a relationship. I'm, I'm this, I'm that, but you a helpmate, sister. You not the man, you his helpmate. You a helper, you an attendant, you an escort, you're going on a journey with it's not your journey. It's a journey for both of you all. But sometimes, as helpmates, we lose. We 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 uh, encounter what is called role ambiguity when you don't know your role. And sometimes, as women, we don't seem to know our role. We competing with our man, or we trying to downplay what he brings. Well, I make more than you. Or, I'm this. I'm that. In my job, I'm this. They want to come home with their titles, and then they want to get their man orders. Like he worked for them and they don't understand why this is destroying the fabric of their marriage or and or relationship. Of course, you know me when you say certain things, because you know, I love the rock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the rock says, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is not true? I mean, some no, it is. I mean, but I'm just saying you do. You have to know your role. But, you gotta know when to take a back seat and when to say, I'm gonna let this man, he got a goal, I'm not gonna. You know, I've, I've had several brothers tell me I wanna start a business, but my wife's saying, you need to be, you need to stay on that job. If that's not, he's not happy, 
not we're not saying you know don't tell him yeah baby quit your job and we start your business tomorrow no he you you have to be wise enough to guide him and say baby you gotta steal away you just can't quit your job and then decide to do your business you gotta steal away work on perfecting your business do your research why don't you do some research for him and help him figure out a, a location is important in the business you know baby you gotta have capital so while you working i'm gonna i'm gonna manage the money to help you come up with the money for your business so it's not taken away from my household we have to learn how to be that help me when i when our husbands have roles and not acting as if he's our help me he's not our help me we're his help and part of it is that women are coming into these relationships with these preconceived notions about what they believe relationship is about is is a lot of social conditioning the mothers the media what they read and in, in, in their feminist course whatever they took in college you know whatever this whatever they they and, and i think that that has a lot to do with it too is that you know people have an idea they have imagined and fantasized about what they believe life was like without considering the personality of the person who they will actually spend this time with and build this life with so everything has been one-sided. This is what I see myself doing. This is what he's going to do. We're going to have these children. They're going to have these names. And I'm going to work here. And I'm going to do that. And you're not taking into consideration the, the shifts that may take place. You know, the, the challenges, the tragedies, the ups and the downs, and how you had to be able to move along with that person and what that looks like. And that's the work. That's the hard part. That's the difficult part that nobody thinks about. You know, and so that has a lot to do with it, though, because, you know, when when I first got married, it I was working and I was in a career and then all of a sudden I wasn't. And then he was in a career and then all of a sudden he wasn't. And then it, then I went back to that career. You know, you go back and forth. And that was a part of our struggle was, OK, this time I need your support. OK, now I need your support in this way. But you can't plan for those things. You know, so I think a lot a lot of it is just this this again this this preconceived notion of what people believe marriage is supposed to be about but they really don't take into account what their relationship will look like and how they might need to step aside and put their needs aside their wants and desires aside to support that person vice versa that reminds me of the conversation that i was telling you and how we actually got on this topic was that i was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about relationships and really what he asked, the question, how it started out, he asked me, um, do you, are men intimidated by you because you're an independent woman? That's how the conversation began. And of course, I said, my answer was no. I said, I don't use that terminology. I said, I don't think anybody is intimidated by me. Uh, whether somebody is that way or not, I, you know, I, it, it's just not in my mindset to, think, to, to, to even think like that. But then we started talking about relationships in and what a help meet is. And re things change depending on where you are in your life. When you're younger and you're getting married, what a help meet may be at 25, it's not gonna be the same thing at 45. Mm. Because the needs change. The goals change. All of that changes. And then when you are later getting into relationships later in life, it's different. And so whereas if I got married at 21, we probably on equal footing. We're both young. We, nobody really has anything more than likely. 
And so, you know, whatever. But when you get older, be it male or female, and what he and I were talking about is you don't get with people that don't have none, that, that have that don't have just as much as you have to lose. Mm, because then how do they value what Ooh. it is you're walking into? Because if they take you down, no harm, no foul. They didn't have nothing, no way. Mm. You know, they yeah. didn't. And so, or understanding that it's work to come in some, you know, and, and be a support system so that you can maintain. You don't come into a situation and, you know, and, and you offer nothing. You bring nothing to the table. But so many of us get in these relationships where somebody don't have nothing that they're bringing to the table. And this, we're not talking about money all the time. Sometimes it's resources. Sometimes it's, it's intellect. I mean, it's so many things that, that we have to offer to one another. And, you know, we sit up looking at, <laughs> it was like, they'll be able to devote, say, don't trust a big button to smile. She got to have more than that. Hey, but when you dip, that's all you want. Then don't be mad when you got a woman that ain't bringing no value, nothing. Yeah. Because you didn't require nothing. Because ain't no value associated to no big butt. I'm sorry. She, that ain't going to help you. Might bear your couple of children, but your children won't have no intelligence. That's free to hips. <laughs> right. But your children going to be dumb and say, oh, rebellious, don't respect you. Tell them what to do. They ain't going to listen. That's right. Because the rebellious child came from the rebellious woman that you didn't even know was rebellious because all you cared about was what she was working with physically. Mm-hmm. So when that's the only requirement that a man has, he can't be mad when that's all he get. And the same with sisters. You know how we get. Girl, mm-hmm. fine. Okay, yeah. but then two, three months later, he crazy. Girl, he was crazy when he was fine when you yeah. met him. And if every dude that you meet is crazy, I got to look at you because crazy breeds crazy. And if every dude that you run into is crazy, you crazy. Something ain't right. <laughs> Something not right. But we don't, and we don't. And so like, he was talking about how he obviously he had jobs before, but he's an artist. And what did he need in his wife? You know, his mm-hmm. wife wasn't a stay-at-home wife. She worked. But she was able to, he told me, he said, I don't do anything business-wise without discussing it with my wife. Mm, okay, okay. He said, some of, my, some of my ideas, she has ideas for stuff. He was like, when he went to an arch show, somebody said something to them because she was there helping him set his stuff up. That's a help meet. But then, so he was saying, I look at this at, as a man when I'm, when I'm looking at, because he's still a man, you see all these other women out here, women see you and they're looking at you. And he says, he says, man, I look at what I got at home. Mm. And then these women out here, and he was like, I'm not ready to lose this. So looking over here is somebody that probably can't offer me half of what my wife is giving to me. Teach on that. Value. Sometimes you you'll mess around and that help meet you lose that help meet. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you and 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 all you go go out there and get is somebody that you need to help. But he and I were talking and he said, he's like, I would never be with any woman that had less to lose than me. Just wouldn't do it. Now maybe at 20 he would have, but as an older person, like 
Yeah, to get older, you acquire your assets. So, I mean, it gets deeper. I mean, it's like a corporation. You know what I mean? You you have assets. You have liquidity. You got all, you got children. You got so much invested. So, you're right. If, if you're at a certain age and you require so much, physically, intellectually, spiritually, you know, you may be a very spiritual person and you're thinking, okay, if I'm later in life looking to for help me or someone to be with, what spiritual level are they on? Are they gonna match my level of spirituality or are they are they gonna are they gonna exceed my level of spirituality? I remember when I was a little girl I had a list that I wrote of uh, it was like my list that I would talk to to a lot about and I would say, these are the qualities that I want in a man. And and, and one of the top three and it never changed over the course of my growth. It was I wanted a spiritual man. I wanted a man that could teach me spiritually. And if if if, if you're a spiritual person, that's going to be a requirement. Like you said, a kid is not always about money, not always about assets. It, 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 it could be intellect. It could be emotional support. Like you said, every relationship is customized. It's based on what you both need, what you both yearn, what you both desire and what this person bring that you lack and vice versa. Uh, so, I, I, man, it's, it's, it's very important that you be equally yoked. But understand what equally yoked mean. Because when, yes. people, when people hear equally yoked, they go straight to religion. Right. Not all of yeah, what that's the level they own. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, like I was saying, I, I, I wanted spirituality. So, Right. I couldn't just get, it was brothers that I was interested in, but I'm like, spiritually, he's not, that's not, he didn't work on my list. He wasn't what I needed. And for me, spiritually, I needed a man that was either spiritually on my level or exceeded that. And my husband exceeded that. So I said, okay, we can, I can work with that. When I met my husband, he had no job. And I asked him one question, why you don't have no job? And when he said, I'm fresh out the military. I just got out the military. So then I said, well, how many years did you do in the military? If it's 12, somewhere between 12 to 15 years. I said, oh, he could commit to a relationship. Right. If you commit that many years to the military, oh, yeah, you could commit to relationships. So as I talked to him and talked to people who knew him, I said, oh, he'll get a job. That ain't nothing. So of course, you ain't going to get out the military today and have a job tomorrow. But I wanted to look at what he was capable of investing or what he's invested in his own personal life. What was his per personal accomplishment? So, I mean, you're right. You do have to have that person that's equally yoked and what's equally yoked for you may not be equally yoked for me. So I, I thank you for pointing that out. But for mm -hmm. me, equally yoked is someone that's got to be on a certain spiritual level. Yeah. And I, and I felt the same way. I had a similar list and I was in the same situation where when I met my husband, he was in between different, he, he had just served four years and he was getting ready to re-enlist and he was in a reserve for a year and I met him then. And I met him at work, the place that I love working at so much. And I'm like, what you been doing the last few years? I, I have a career. And he said, well, I was in the military. I said, okay. So like you, I understood that. Was interesting, a very difficult conversation we recently had was god forbid something happened to one of us if we have a child if you were to remarry now what are we looking at i mean no one wants to really think mm -hmm. about that but we had to have that conversation like if i mm -hmm. if, if i was to pass on if he was to pass on and one of us decided to remarry now 
we have to now come together to decide on what our qualifications are because now we have a child that we're responsible for as long as he's under age we need to talk about what that will look like because i don't want to be in the ground and you bring somebody up in here you know who wouldn't love or treat him the way his mother tried to you know at least try to you know to do what's right a lot of times men they, they lose their wives and become widowed and they 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 struggle and they just want a replacement. They want somebody to come in because they're not used to not having a wife. I'm, I'm pretty sure that can go along, along the same way with women. So we had to have a conversation about what that would look like. And he talked to me about it. He said, I could tell you what I'm seeing out here now. And it wouldn't, it would be very difficult for me to remarry, but you know, the, we should talk about these things. And so what once used to be my list of things I wanted. Now I have to think about, you know, after we've built a home together and we're raising a child and we've brought up this family, if I'm not here with you one day, what are you, what do you need? What are your needs now? Cause you were not 25 anymore. You know, whether it happens today or 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what do you think at this moment your needs would be? We need to have this conversation so that we, we don't just hop into situations because we're emotional, we're grieving and we don't want to be alone. And that was to me a tough conversation to have. That's a, that's a so, such a mature conversation to have. That is such a real conversation to have. That to me is what a help meet does. Because <laughs> you to help him to meet yeah. goals even if you're not even here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Y'all, I, mean, I just said that word too many times. My, my, my mother hit this podcast, she's going to be mad at me. <laughs> you're just cursing it, too like much. Song, you know, what I want for you, even if, if you're not with me. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go with them soul lyrics. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah. She was a songwriter in her former life. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 was, it, it was real. I mean, and he had been talking about it. I wasn't ready to have that conversation. He had been saying, he went so far as to say, if I'm sick and I'm, and I'm, you know, paralyzed and I need, oh. and I can't move, his <laughs> brother was like, <laughs> he did, he, he, he said this to me, he said, if I, he said, I know you'll take care of me. He said, but I want a contingency plan. You need to have somebody in here to take care of this home. And I'm like, look, okay, now, nah, now nah, leave it. Okay, you got either one, two, three, you're going to live or you're going to die. We can't talk about somebody coming to here while you're still in here. But he was, he was mature, enough, mature enough to have that conversation. I was not. <laughs> I was not. I'm like, as long as, because I think that the B. Smith conversation came up, maybe. Hold up. I was yeah. just thinking about that. I That's was like, was. Now. we ain't ready to have no B. Smith with right. you guys coming up right. in here. You know, and and I and I said I'm I said I'm not I'm not there yet I'm not there yet but I do realize that if I am in the ground you still need to live if my son is in this house I just want you to have X Y Z for him you know these are the things that I want because we don't know tomorrow's not promised so I I had to make a step to have that conversation but yeah he was ready to talk about you know if if, if he here and he off in the corner somewhere it was a couple of things there's another comment it, it was not B Smith but it was also um Stephen Hawkins we saw his movie you know he had been you know in a wheelchair with his wife and their entire marriage and the struggles they went through you know with him and his disability and what that looked like and so that sparked a real conversation for us and that and i and i'm like there you know it goes to show our growth it goes mm -hmm. to show our growth and and how mm -hmm. we have learned to really truly love one another because it takes a whole lot more than me 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 and what i want and my ego you know when you're sharing a life and somebody else's life our, our underage child together so 
you know god forbid we you know we don't have to really address this and it doesn't have it doesn't happen but if it does we've had the conversation i want to read what uh in scripture says about a woman being a help me so just one of me one it's, it's so many scriptures that we can pull from i just want to pull from one genesis 2 18 and the lord god said it is not good that the man should be alone i will make him a help me for him and i think yeah, I mean, when you start to mention, you know, Bible scriptures or Quranic scriptures, or people, they, they don't really want to listen. Or they feel like, oh, that's just too old-fashioned. But it's laid out right there in scripture what the role of the woman is. And it's living proof for those who've been married for a long time. When you talk to them, this is, and they paraphrase it in so many words, this is, an example of their relationship. That woman is that supportive role, that help me. She's that co-creator that's when a man says, I want a home, she make it a house. When a man says, I want a family, and then she gives him children. The woman is the one that helps the man meet his goals, help him, help that goal go from his mind, it becomes physical. That's what the value that the woman brings and when you're a true help me. That's what you do, whether it's on the physical level and you bring forth the family or on the spiritual level where you help him grow into the man of God that he, is, he was created to be. And so often as, as women, we, we come into a relationship with the lack of what our role is and what value we bring to that relationship. We are co-creators and we create on many levels. And in our relationship, this is what we do. If a man say, I want to start a business or, you know, I want to. I want to be more fit. Well, if he say he want to be more fit, you need to go to the grocery store and buy healthy foods and cook them healthy foods and stop stopping at McDonald's or wherever to get him something to eat. So, I mean, we devalue ourselves just as society took women out of the Trinity. We need to put the woman back in the Trinity and say we have value and we need to go into our relationships with that value and understand that we are here to help our men meet their goal of being God and bringing that into fruition on earth. I agree. I remember when I was um, first dating my husband, he, um, I asked him for his social security number. And I said, I'm getting ready to do a, um, <laughs> I'm going to do a credit check on you. <laughs> And uh, he got upset immediately. <laughs> and he was like, well, we might as well break up now because my credit ain't this. <laughs> I said, no, it's not even about that. I said, I need to know because if we're going to do this. We're going to do it together. We're going to make sure that we understand what we're working with. You know, we both have goals. There are things you want. And I know that I was brought up a little different than he was in some ways. So, you know, I said, let's look and talk about it together. And let's go through this. And, and line item by line item, we addressed it. and some of that took years for both of us on his end and mine. But I said, you know, we, we need to have this conversation because I knew early on that, that I, I knew that much that it is part of my responsibility to make sure that I help him become the best man he can be. We're young. We're just starting off where you're in the military. I'm in my career. We've had two different paths coming up, but if we're going to merge and make this thing right together, let's, let's put it all out there. And so that's something we laugh about now because he was very offended by that, but he gave it to me <laughs> and, I, and I said, okay, so this is what we got. This is what we need to work on, you know? And we started that before we, before we went and got the rings, before we, before we said, I do, 
we went on and put that out there so that we, because we, you have to be honest. I mean, you're talking about buying a home, you're talking about building a business and all these things. Well, nobody wants to get into a situation where they don't quite understand. And it's not clear to them. So we just want to transpare. I want a transparency. And I think that later on he mm-hmm. understood why and it, and, and he appreciated it. And I was able to help him through that. And there are things that he's done the same for me, things I had no idea about. I'm completely oblivious to certain stuff. And that's where he steps in. So it goes, it goes both ways. A qualified woman. <laughs> With a qualified man. Correct. People have to be qualified to help you meet your goals. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. And it doesn't mean that somebody has to have 50 million degrees or anything of that nature. You have to have something to offer. And it's just too many people that are getting in relationships and they're not getting in relationships with an open mind, with open eyes. They're not asking questions and then they wonder why things are not happening the right way. Well, she doesn't do this, she doesn't do that. You hear me complaining all the time. You didn't know that before you, what, what did you ask this woman? What did you ask her? What did, you, what did you say you needed from her? Now, if you said, this is what I need, and she said, okay, 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 and then you get in there and she's not living up to what she says, or vice versa, because people do lie. But then how do you test it? Are there any trials? Is it anything? Do you, you know, you just take somebody's word for anything? They, they don't have to show and prove nothing? I mean, it's crazy. I had a, a, another situation where a friend of mine married this woman. It was a long distance relationship. And he um, married her. He left them because of his career. He could, he could move. And he left and he married her. But here was the thing. All while they were dating, when he would visit her, her house was clean. She was cooking great food. All of this stuff was going on when he uprooted and moved there. Oh, and then she told him she had great credit. That reminded me of that when you mentioned the credit thing, Laura. She had this great <laughs> credit. She had these goals she wanted. She wanted to open these businesses, all of this stuff, right? So he's like, man, I got a winner. He got there. He said he opened up about, he had to pay about 10 to 12 past due bills that she had. Credit was not what she said. And she was junky as all get out. <laughs> like would, yep. would come in the house and just drop her clothes wherever she walked in and took them off. <laughs> she sent her representative to, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to entice him. Mm-hmm. That was she, her thought she was married. Maybe she thought she had him. See, mm-hmm. and go back to that. Yeah. Thinking we ain't got to work hard no more for the person. Well, I got you now. So all that That's I did, true. I don't need to do no more. I mean, you would think in the beginning, though, my God, like, as soon as he get to the door, like, <laughs> and, 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 and he said he even hired a maid, and she got worse. Damn. <laughs> she got worse? Not she got now. worse after the maid came in, you know, I guess she was like, please, I really don't have to do nothing now. So I'm just saying that we really have to be careful, because here's this person, he has this going on, and 
she's saying, this is what I want to do. So he's like, okay, well, guess what? You don't have to work for these couple of years, focus on what it is, the business that you want to set up and all of this, nothing ever happened. So imagine if she had actually been who he thought she was going to be, where they could have been because he was investing in her to build what it was she said she wanted to build for the both. Mm. We have she to make sure herself as a help me. It seems like you you can't be you can't let people play with you. Mm. It's it's too much of a time commitment investment. You know, it's 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 marriage is way too serious. Um, sharing your life with somebody to not be transparent and upfront you know, with a person. And that has happened. I've seen that. And, you know, I think we all did little things that, you know, as you get to know a person, you realize, okay, it's going on. But when something that blatant happens very early on, that's very alarming. They are divorced. (laughs) That didn't last. She seems very very selfish and just like, you know. Well, I don't know all of that. I heard his version, but Yes, yeah, too sad to every story. But they are divorced. I can tell you that. So, well, I want to read a qu- quote from uh, a book that I really like. It's actually the Royal Empress Book of the Month. <laughs> I'll tell you the name of the book once I read the quote. Though society celebrates independent women, feminism and doing bad all by myself, I don't believe that strength lies in independence. It is hanging in there with someone who has made mistakes. Strength is in forgiveness. Strength is in taking your educated hat off and letting him take care of it. Dr. Lauren Meeks, Confessions of a Melanated Queen, page 33. <laughs> I love that because, you know, oftentimes as, as women, we want to bring our titles and education into a relationship. And that conflicts with our role as a help me. Take all your education and your title and use that to help your man meet his goal not to try to lower it over him with it. And I just thought that was a very timely quote of his teamwork. I'm not here to bring you, I'm not here to tear you down with what I've accomplished. I'm here to help you meet your goal. I'm going to use what I've acquired to help you. And that quote to me, that was a, a that captivated that aspect of a help me and understanding that I'm here to help you, to assist you. Even in, in your worst times, I'm here with you. And I'm and so then that, with that. Thank you. No, and, and thank you for sharing that. It's interesting because a few chapters before that, when I said screw your corner office, and I shared about how I lost my career and I was fired from my job and all that, that was the beginning of me under, really understanding the mindset I was in all that time. See, I had had this cookie cutter approach to life. I'm gonna uh, graduate from high school. I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna get a master's degree. And then I'm going to buy my own home and then I'm going to get married and then I'm going to have kids and then X, Y, Z, I'm going to retire, you know, all as well. I had this plan of action. And so I was doing very well with that plan until a couple of things happened. One, I left that career to get married. That was already what I consider a monkey wrench at the time. But then I got back on track because when he was deployed, he said, you know what, Maybe you go back to your job since you love it so much because that's all you talk about. Go back to your job. I'm going to finish this term out with the military and then they're going to promote you. And he was right. I got promoted and things were going well. I was back on track. You know, I had my baby life was perfect. And then one day it wasn't there anymore. I didn't have that job anymore. And I had to turn to the person who I was always running, running away from. 
I was very career minded only. It's nothing, and, and I still, I'm, I'm still for being career minded because you know we, that's all another story. But women do have to take care of themselves. You know, we we've touched on that, but I had to learn how to peel off some of that and give the piece of me that he fell in love with. You, you know, I couldn't be director of this federal program at home. You know, I couldn't be, you know, all these other, you know, personalities that I was able to kind of acquire throughout my walk at home. I had to give a piece for him that had nothing to do with any of that and just be just my bare soul and be myself. So that's where a lot of that came from because it, 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 it one day I said, I realized, okay, this is why God allowed this to happen. You got to look around one day and see who, who's really in your corner. That's your husband and now your child. And when everybody else is gone, he's still there. So, and then the forgiveness part and all that, that comes with it. So yeah, I really meant that. Thank you for sharing that. It, it, but it, it didn't, it took some time and I'm still learning, still learning. I'm learning how to, this is something new that I, I, I've really had to address with myself is that, and, and I think it was my husband who really brought it up first. He said, he said to me one day, he said, you know, you always, you know, say like these cliches, like we're best friends. You don't marry people like, you know, I'm married to my best friend, my best friend. He was like, but am I really your friend? He said, I'm going to ask you, this is why I'm asking you, am I your friend? He said, because true best friends can tell one another anything mm. and it not be about my ego won't allow me to hear that because I'm your wife. Like there are times when I've had to really listen to his true thoughts about things. And I'm like, okay. Does he remember I'm married to him? You know, like, <laughs> you sharing these things, but wow! But I had to take myself out of it and see him as a person. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'd rather him come to me than whoever, <laughs> whomever. Mm. You know, so it it it's it's a, it's a journey, but really, truly, just allowing people to be their authentic selves when they are willing to share their lives with you, and so that's where some of that came from. And I, and I think that I can remember. Chapter, uh, page 33 if that was a chapter that said I, I love you but I don't like you but it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I use a lot of clickbait titles in, in the book but I, I did that just to, to garner attention but the truth is is that you know there are moments when you're you're always hopefully in love but you have moments when you don't always like that person for that moment that day but what what does really being a support system look like is, is moving beyond your own selfish thoughts, your desires, your feelings, and really truly being there for that person. And so that was that. Being a helpmeet is really truly work. And it's, it is not for someone who is out for self. It's not for someone who just wants to have the ring and flash it. It's not for someone who just wants to be able to say, that's, I'm adding this to my bucket list. I'm somebody's wife. You know, it's really a ministry if you look at it. It's really a ministry. Because that's why you have so many people who can say we went through infidelity, we went through lies, we went through um, financial issues, we went through foreclosures, and we've lost this. You have got, you, unfortunately, you've got people who's lost children together, and they're still able to make it. You know, what, what was that truly like? That's the journey. That's the fire. Um, and so, yeah, as much as I adore my parents, and I mentioned that in the book as well, that I modeled. I was trying to model our life after theirs. I had to learn how to stop that because I'm not them. We are not them. They're very different people. In fact, they were married twice. They, well, each of them were both married before one another. My husband and I, we've only had each other. And so they had room to grow. They don't tell those stories as much. We only knew what I saw with them. 
So I, I had, I'm still learning how to do that. And I can honestly say it's only been the last few years that I, I've woke up one day and realized, okay, it is myself and it's him and it's our child and we have a very different life and I can still love home and reflect on those things. But what does this look like for me? So no, I can't just go back to that bedroom at mom and daddy house. I can, but I mean, that, that's, not, that's not what this is about. I don't, I don't think that's what God will want me to do. So that's where some of that came from. Again, thanks for sharing that. That's all I was thinking about is like, I know that's right. No, ma, y'all, y'all keep that, y'all keep that bed. Let my son sleep in there when he's Exactly. But you know what I will do though? I will go on, then the Sun Rose uh, retreat. And that's what, that's the bedroom I'm going to go to when I need to get away. <laughs> you ain't never lied. That's, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> you ain't lied. I ain't going to leave that, that bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's why we'll go home. And those are the things that I think that we need, men and women. We need a moment. We need a place to go. You know, men, they have their, 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 their men ministries and the things that they do. And women have things that are important because you have to rejuvenate. You, you have to come, sometimes step away from a situation for a little while, not leave, not separate necessarily, but just take a moment, six, seven days, whatever the case may be, and to reflect. And, you know, and Akil, I was sharing with you, I came home and my husband was like, you are oh yeah you could go to this thing every year if you want to because i <laughs> learned so much about you know um just even our diet and sacrificing certain things going without certain things like being exposed to other things and not to just kind of you know shift the conversation to that but i mean that those things are important and so he appreciated me and he 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 saw that I had learned something and that I had a chance to really reflect. And he can appreciate me more because if I'm tired, then I, I can't. If I'm too tired, I'm not going to be a good support system for you. I'm overwhelmed, you know. And so we, I may be approaching that again. I just had a big event. You know, you got things going on. You got to take a moment. You have to take a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so that, that's part of it too. Because 10 years ago, he was always gone. And I was mad because he was traveling the world. <laughs> He was in, you know, call me from Spain and Sweden. And mm-hmm. I'm at home with a new baby. At, well, 10 years ago, I was pregnant. I'm a new mom. And you out hanging out, in my opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're at a moment now where it's like, okay, now it's your turn. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to work and make sure that I can afford for you to have this opportunity because I know what you've done for me. So mm-hmm. the roles change. Okay. Is that appreciation? Oh, my Lord. Uh, I think so. <laughs> well, you, recharging, you know recharging batteries is huge have to it's it's just like a car when it runs out of gasoline it doesn't run anymore so you have to refuel it and it's the same thing that we have to do as women is refuel and step away and figure out things that we need to do so that we are better in our homes for our families and whatever you need to do to get that done that's great and but also know that men need the same thing that's right they do they do. You see, they, they bring us to our challenge uh, aspect of our show. You know, I'm a challenger, right? Lauren, you know, I got a challenge. Akita, you know, I got a challenge. <laughs> so I, I'm going to do this. I, I'm going to say this. We have to put, as women, we have to put ourselves back in this trinity. We are in that equation as man, woman, child. That is the black family trinity. That's our trinity. We got to put ourselves back in there and we have to add value and understand that our man can't do it without us. He needs us to help him. And we are the co-creators and the only way that he can create, he needs us. He create on that mental, physical, and spiritual level. We are needed and we add value there. So please understand the value that you add and that you are a true help me. Two, 
Take them titles, their money, all that. Do not bring that in your household. I don't care if you're the boss at work, you're not the boss at home. You're here to help them. You're a team. That's the leader in the household is man. I mean, it's God, it's man, and then it's woman, and then it's child. That's the proper hierarchy. That's the spiritual hierarchy. That's my challenges for today. Lauren, I want to thank you so much for, for, for joining us this time as a, as a, as a co-host. Um, it's my pleasure. It, it, oh, my God. I was so full. I wish we can go on for like another two or three hours. We could. <laughs> we just have to bring you back on. That, that, that's just it. If you have, do you have a last word? Any last, last words that you would like to say before we close out? Oh, sure. I, you know, I like to tell people, you know, just try to trust the process. You know, always, you know, you keep God first and you pray over things and you meditate and, and, and don't lose your identity, but trust the process because society, the things we see on television, they, they influence us to believe whatever is happening, the, the, the current trends. And, um, you know, when you look at people who have grown together 60, 70 years, it, it wasn't always a straight path. You know, with hills and mountains and valleys and all types of things, <laughs> roadblocks. And it's how you navigate that that I think makes a difference. I, I watched my, my grandparents um, maintain their marriage for 40 years until the death of my grandfather. My parents have been married nearly 40 years. I've been married 11. None of them had an easy path. But just trust the process and put God first and, and keep your faith and you'll be okay. All right, all right. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. I hope you appreciated uh, tonight's show because I sure did. I really enjoyed our guests. I really enjoyed my co-host. This topic was very well needed. Um, we look forward to you joining us next week. And also what I want you to do is visit www.confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com. Uh, check out the book, buy it, but also check out the podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.